0: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds.
2: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. Available on video and podcast. My name is Benjamin Bloom, not Richard Woodward. And I will be here each and every Monday. But I'm also here this Friday or Thursday, if we get it up in time, um, for this, the preview show where we look at the next opponents for Ipswich Town. So what would Rich say here? I'm very pleased to be joined by, and then some superlative, the legend, Harry from Buff. Harry, this show is quite highbrow, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm worried that I'm not going to fit in.
3: Oh, you will! No, you will. It's 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 just it's just reporting what everyone else is saying. It's not it, we don't we don't have an original thought of our own. We just say what everyone else is saying. So a, uh, it's pretty lowbrow, really. I, yeah.
2: uh, despite <laughs> having done the podcast for three years, I'm I'm a fan of this show. I have a nice drive, uh, sort mm. of half past six on a Friday morning when I when I listen to this show. So I'm very very pleased to be on Harry. But we're off, we're on the back end of a international break barren time there's been um there's been some content on the channel which you helped me out with harry so if you if you are looking for a fix um look on the youtube channel and we've got the 24 managers ranked and we've got top Mm. player for each team up there but you were um you were at reading harry just quickly if you can take us back um two weeks talk a a bit about um uh, a very chaotic first 20 minutes at reading
3: it was interesting. I, it's it's been just a quick reflection, really, looking back on it. Once when you're two weeks late, two weeks out, you can pick up on things that you don't didn't realise in the in the immediacy of the game, I guess. And uh, I guess it's not it's, it's it was it was there was that bonkers start to the game, but once the pattern of the game settled down. One of the things, it's a strange thing to look out for, but I'm now intrigued by our goal kicks. Um, Because under Mick, I I always look out for the, I call it the postage stamp formation where everybody goes into a 10-yard square and the ball is blobbed into that square and who knows where it's going to go. But I think Bart talked about it in one of his interviews during the week and it kind of got me thinking that you can already see the change in method under Lambert. It's very early days, but there were so many options. I think it came up as well on the, um, look at, thinking back to the uh, flagship show a couple of weeks ago, the way the centre blacks split, the full backs go up by the halfway line, the two midfielders drop down. Bart effectively had seven options from his goal kicks. And then, as Bart himself hinted in one of the interviews, the goal that they scored where Freddie flicked the ball on. Was it, was, or was, it, uh, was it, uh, no, it, was it, no, it's Robert's flicked the ball onto Fred, you get it right. Robert's Harry, actually,
2: um, Robert's actually doesn't yeah. touch it, does he? Um, but no, he doesn't. He, um, but he unsettles O'Shea. But he, t-
3: he. he takes O'Shea out of the equation, but it's, it was, there was method in it. And we, we, as I say, it's something we picked up on, but the other, the big thing, and I think we're going to have to allow for errors because occasionally it's going to blow up when it does happen, but it's clear the model appears to look like passing play with the ball on the deck, players always making themselves available options for the man in possession. So you're seeing where that Whereas in the past, certainly under the previous manager, there were, there were the player would have the ball. There'd be nothing on players would be hiding behind opponents. These days you can see people trying to make angles all the time. There's some just looking at some of the passages, passages of play. It's very early days, but it gives me really great hope. There is a model being worked on and the players seem happy with it and comfortable. And, um, Fingers crossed it'll carry, carry on. Yeah. Well,
2: and forgetting any tactical stuff, this, um, as I said on the flagship, it's the first time in years. The, the, the only word I can use is intensity. Intensity yeah. and ambition that I haven't seen. Mm. Um, I mean, the game I quoted was Sunderland at home yeah. last year. The only time when yeah. we really just went, completely went for a team and beat up on them. And, you know, obviously Sunderland were were pretty terrible, but I just haven't, mm. haven't seen the yeah. like of that, like of that for ages. Um, let's move on because we've done reading in quite a lot of detail. Um, and you can check back. Um, there's the match review also up on the channel. Mm. The um, I've just witnessed is is up there. Um, you wanted to just come in, Harry, on the press conference that was yeah Thursday. Um, and yep. just quick plug to our friends, um, Andy at the EADT. Um, you can now instead of messing around on facebook you can now get the press conference as a podcast so if you haven't subscribed to the kings of anglia feed um that's a pretty good place to to pick it up now but um mm-hmm. what was your read on um <coughs> lambert this past um well it would be yeah. yes- yesterday
3: yeah oh. interesting s- s- see what you make of this man i'm just i listened back to it i've i always like to reflect again l- l- listen to it two or three times not so much to kind of go through it and murderously analyse every phrase and what did he really mean there? But it's, but sometimes you can get a sense of what, um, what, what he's picking up on thematically. Um, and I think Lambert has really got his finger on the pulse in terms of the issues within it, within, within, with, within Ipswich and um, within town, the, the issue of morale we all know about, he was onto that from day one, but there's other little things as well. He was talking about playing with energy on the foot, front foot and the verb, connect kept coming up all the time this only connect concept in a way that um there was a you know the loss of connections on the football field but more fundamentally he kept using the verb in terms of connecting between us off the field and what was going on on the field, but the, the, the disconnect that had happened, and I think it might even go back to the previous previous manager. <laughs> that that's something you're, that you're
2: allowed to name him now. We've had uh, a moratorium uh, on, the, yeah, that, on that before, yes, before it, he takes the Ireland.
3: Uh, the future Republic of Ireland manager. Just
2: when I <laughs> just when I thought I got away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Statman's in the same boat as he, you, isn't
3: he? It's yeah. pulling me back. <laughs> oh dear. And they were at talk, least he, uh, he, at
2: least he can have Daryl Murphy now, though. So,
3: he can do exactly. And yeah. McGoldrick. Like, it's really funny. And yeah, well they were talking about the Irish. Let's not go down there, but they were talking about the fact that the football was very prosaic and they want to play they obviously want to play with more excitement and flair anyway right um getting back to Lambert getting back to Lambert um The other things he talked about were, yes, making the stadium vibrant. And, of course, we've now got two games under the floodlights, which is quite exciting. Because I believe, and there is a question on it, I'm convinced we are unbeaten in Europe for a reason. There's something magical about that ground under the floodlights. It's worth a goal without any question at all. It's a a proper theatre. It's an old-school theatre, and it just echoes the 70s and 80s when you put those lights on it's it's something special about it um but he talked interestingly about sleepwalking into things and suddenly it can hit you on like, this is in context i think of the you know he was he seemed to follow on from his chat with marcus evans when this came up um the sense of drift which i know a couple of town fans have talked about and that's another on the on the the, the flatlining concept again losing connection with how the game is progressing in a way i'm I'm always a great believer that you don't either you can't stand still you either are going forwards or going backwards and if you're standing still you're effectively going backwards which i think is where we have been over the last decade in many ways so it was just interesting that he seems to have picked up on a lot of these underlying themes and that's only after what three weeks or so into 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 coming into the club he's already can, I just, come in, on the can I just come in there, please, Harry, and ask you a question? Then.
2: We yeah. keep getting asked questions on the flagship show mm-hmm. to the effect of, um, you know, you're playing this uh, parallel universe game of um, was winning at Swansea um, actually a bad thing? And would you have, you know, put Lambert in there early? Can I just flip that on its head? He'd obviously mm-hmm. been looking in from the outside and studying <coughs> this for... Mm-hmm three or four weeks so we we're assuming that he's quite well versed in everything and he's identified a lot of stuff was it actually a good thing then because he could sit back look at everything look at the stadium and the like you say lack of connection and come in actually having done rather a lot of groundwork it would seem um can did you see what I'm saying can we can we actually flip that on its head and say maybe if he just come in cold you know the day after Swansea, maybe he wouldn't be getting these off-field things that he's getting right. Um, right? Do, do you understand where I'm coming from?
3: I do. That's very perceptive because it, that week was a proper firefight. I mean, the QPR, uh, Leeds, and Millwall games were just—you uh, know—if he'd come straight in, he would have been, you know, knee-deep in it. Let's just say, or even higher. So that chance to step back, reflect, obviously. You know, he he you know, he he he'd been able to look thematically. I think there's something in that. I really do well, we we know that he's yeah.
2: um for whatever reason I mean he might be best mates with his assistant, we know he'd spoken to his assistant after yeah. Ipswich played Middlesbrough, don't we?
3: Yeah. About
2: yeah. Ipswich. So yeah. um he's um he's had his eye on it for a while and obviously yeah. um conspiracy theories uh, abound as to as to why that might have been, but um yeah, yeah well, I'll, yeah. I'll say no more, Harry, but yeah. um, I, I agree with you. He certainly seems to be, um, it seems to be almost like an obsession with, um, oh, there's only a fans and players, managers don't matter, connection, but, you know, fan base, all this, that and the other. And um, I think they've already announced that they've gone over um, 20,000 <laughs> sales um, mm. for uh, for the game. So um, anything more on, on Lambert?
3: Nothing really. I, thought, I mean, apart from some of the smaller insights, like uh, insights on individual players, picking up on the fact he sees Tanassian as a centre back. I had him down as a, an attacking right back all along, which will be interesting to see what he can bring out. He's you know, he, 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 what 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 he has seen in him, and he also the other thing I picked up on was the fact that he, looking at Chalaba in terms of a confidence um, discussion that came up, which which that's something I picked up on as well. Um, the fact that. We spotted it anyway with Chala, but that reflexive back passing that he was doing under the previous manager, whereas now he seems to be, you know, he see well Hurst. We saw the little video clip, but he seems to be saying, "Look, if he can get this guy looking forward rather than looking backwards, he will be twice the player he could be." Um, so
2: what, what yeah. I will say, Harry, is if if the whole team is careering forward at breakneck speed for the first twenty minutes of every game,
3: he'll do, <laughs> do well to pass it back. From from what I from what well, I saw there,
2: it, at Reading anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah. here. here there'll
3: be um, there'll be, no, be nobody behind exactly. Just just yeah. a quick
2: quick little plug um joe's gonna be on the flagship on sunday and he was at the england under 20 um all right game yes. as well at colchester this past brilliant monday so we'll we'll get his we'll get his read on that so okay. let's talk some west brom Harry yep. um West Brom are great fun until you have to play them we've we've we've, we've, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed talking about them a lot and you know uh, you and I had this gag going for a while and you know Rodriguez, Barnes, Gale um they put the seven past um QPR, uh, QPR yeah. and yeah. um forced Steve McLaren to change everything about his life in in one afternoon um <laughs> So we've we've really enjoyed watching them from afar. Um, mm. the, the story is um, Darren Moore took over at the end of last season. They'd been pardewed. He had some really good results. Um, he's a a new manager. He's then given the job. Some people say this is a progressive appointment. Some people say this is a a cheap um, no heat option type thing. Uh, they start the season. They start uh, fairly slowishly, and then banging all of these goals and then the narrative until the previous week was oh Darren Moore's now starting to get found out uh, West mm-hmm. Brom become one of many teams that reach the top of the championship and then fall off a cliff obviously for selfish reasons we hope that that trend may continue with the current incumbents at the top of the league let's just say um But yeah, that's not that's not relevant at the moment, is it? But I couldn't resist. Um, Four four without a win. But then they've come back in the last game and um, given Leeds a bit of a tonking. Um, I I know Richard always gives you the choice as to whether you want to go straight in with the team or or the manager. But let's talk some West Brom and this kind of goal happy team full of ace ex-Premier League players.
3: Yeah, we, I'm happy to go in go in on more actually initially because it is interesting. It is a huge risk.
2: I don't know what the answer uh, is, Harry. I can't <clears throat> I can't read the guy. I don't know yeah. whether he's really good or
3: really bad. Well, a couple of things. Um, they love him. They want him to succeed. West Brom fans want him to succeed. They after the win over Leeds, it was take a bow for being brave enough to change the shape and tactics. Um, the classic. In a way, it's fairly straightforward. He's. You know, the, 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 the positives and negatives looking at the negatives um, they were criticising his cluelessness with tactical decisions but then he shook it up tactically and personnel wise against Leeds and he, they were getting frustrated because he t- kept talking about lessons to be learned and things to work on and they were worried there was one particular game but they drew one all recently against Blackburn and they had an opportunity to go for it but uh, but Moore took off the, from the starting 11 Barnes and Bakary Sacco now Sacco was a bit rusty he isn't fully match fit they were giving them some tempo and they both both came off, and Chris Brunt and Wes Hoolahan came on, and they're not exactly the legs you're looking for if you want to go f- go for a team at the end. That said, that had an amber light with a lot of with a lot of baggies. They were worried. It left them baffled. Um They're the kind of so it's the kind of the lack of experience, and there's a question. You know, does he does he really know what he's doing? And we know we saw with our previous manager how you can get tactically experienced managers like McLaren. Okay, it didn't happen with QPR, but experienced managers can outmaneuver rookies no problem at all in the championship we see it all the time the positives for more are the fact that he's a top class motivator a great bloke they love him his character is built on loyalty and trust so part of the reason in this recent four game run when i think they had one draw and three defeats he didn't chop and change the personnel because it's not you know i know what would have happened with us we'd have had seven changes every week but he's um he's laid back he's quiet he's long term he's loyal and loyal and faithful to his players but that can sometimes be, be taken too far but the fact that he was prepared to make those decisive changes for the Leeds game and there were three areas we'll come on to them in a point in a minute not just changing the shape but also changing a couple of personnel but more fundamentally the style of play that suddenly it gave them hope that aha he does know what he's doing there's some it's not just making changes for the sake of it but there is actually a plan that lies behind it
2: so the thing the thing that i'm struggling with and i <laughs> I ranked him quite highly in the um, in the manager rankings video on the yeah. basis that I always have the argument: what if the season finished right now? West Brom are fifth, um, probably you know, first season he had to sort out, he had to sort out a, a mm. mess and bad yes. morale, and yep. you've then got three games to get to the Premier League through the playoffs. I had a few people in the comments come back and say, no, fifth isn't fifth isn't good enough um for jay rodriguez kieran gibbs <laughs> higazi gale yeah. and that's actually underachieving so he it seems like a common just quickly where where do where do you stand
3: um i think i think that's <laughs> not a cop but i think he's about par where they are fifth because it's it's the it's a versus b he inherited an absolute mess last year and you know the way he turned the team around he stabilized it that little you know they they went down they went down fighting basically last year he won what was the April manager of the month they went unbeaten and you know it was one of those team things where you're playing a relegated team or a team of virtually about to go down and they were they went down swinging they really did um and most fans most baggies said they didn't went into this and in, if you asked them in July before the season started they would have taken fifth now straight away because the, they were they they felt they they were really not confident about you know the mess they were worried they were looking at Sunderland and thinking is are we going to are we just going to go down again on the spin because they were so badly relegated they felt that, that everything fell apart it wasn't just Pardew it was Pulis as well it was and Pulis is often the name that comes up as a kind of eminence we brief. Know,
2: yeah we know all about a very niche philosophy type manager and then what you do immediately following that can I just chime in I think they'd take fifth providing it was Villa and Derby above them not Norwich and Sheffield United I think you'll have yeah do you know what I mean I think I think people will argue that Fark and sorry Farker and Wilder would have you know he should be finishing above them so I think I think context is is king on that one really isn't it but yeah yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure him out and there was a bit of a sense that it's so difficult when you don't when you don't hear the team talk and you you know yeah. you don't know whether these just these excellent players are get are getting getting him out of it. Um should we move on um mm. a bit to a bit to the systems and um yeah. I've seen um you might want to pick my brains as well. I've seen them draw 1-1 at Forest um, second game of the season and then 1-1 at Birmingham. so i've seen Birmingham. them twice already yeah but yeah. but you you go ahead on this three five two and you know
3: yeah fairly um,
2: bombastic <laughs> football basically
3: yeah let's we'll start with the three five two which they got rid of um now there are there is a problem with three five two when you don't necessarily have footballing defenders or midfielders because it was as much about the personnel as anything else it looked as if they'd been worked out by opponents on the twtd um a summary I did. There's a ten-minute highlights video from their one-nil defeat away to Hull the week before they beat Leeds, and it's hand-on-the-mouth stuff. It really is misplaced passes, players reacting five seconds after the whole players have gone have gone halfway up the field. It was really, it was it was quite scary to watch. And um,
2: the, um, sorry, Harry, as a counterpoint to that, Sheffield mm. United, um, O'Connell, Basham, Stevens, Freeman, doing yeah. the three-five-two really well that's yeah. how to do it isn't it yeah
3: yeah it is yeah it's absolutely there was a lack of tempo um and what was the epic comment that was as bad as anything served up under Pulis um, massive gaps all over the field is the other thing that was just they were just totally disconnected part of the problem was it was um, it lacked energy and fire um the 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 three five two system. You have non footballing players sitting in front of Sam Johnson, the goalkeeper. So it's um, uh, Craig Dawson, Higazi, who at uh, Barkley, who aren't necessarily footballing defenders. And in front of them, you had Livermore and Chris Brunt, again, who aren't necessarily good at picking out a pass. So therefore, the ball was going out to the, the holding midfielders. It was coming back to the back three. It was and it it it, it, it was. Possession with absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Um, we lack imagination. Every pass was backwards or sideways. Um, that was, as I say, that, I mean, how does that chime with your reading of...
2: Yeah, but, but what, what I was going to say, though, is yeah. it's one of those where you look at it and you think, OK, I've got Barnes, Gale and Rodriguez. So yeah. this system might not work for seven of my 11 players, but the three players that it is going to work for are my three yeah my three best um attacking players and yeah. obviously it was working really well for Barnes in terms of he could play number 10 with two guys in front of him not yeah. what we've not what we've seen over and over again with these 4-2-3-1s where you're a 10 but you've only got one guy in front of you so there's yeah. there's not too many people bashing away to to create the space so that does chime with what with what I saw what I would say is the um the wingbacks were quite a good out ball there was a lot of yeah. matt Phillips just powering down the line yeah. or, or Gibbs um well was yeah. really um you'll probably know the name of the guy it was a really young guy um playing left wing back when i when i saw them at, at Birmingham it wasn't it wasn't gibbs on that on that occasion but so what have they what have they switched to harry is it um four four two
3: no, 4-3-3. They've gone 4-3-3 and as I say, it's a change of not just shape but personnel style of play. So across the back four, you had um, Johnson and Goal, obviously. Um, you had Dawson and Hagazi. Bartley was taken out and then Gibbs on one side. And there's a young right back. Um, he's actually a centre back called Tosin Bioyo, if I've got that right. Mm-hmm. Forgive the Dublin accent. And um, he played at right back. So a centre half playing out of position. Very good passer, but not necessarily. But he was a centre back playing out of position, so he wasn't necessarily up or down. But that, but Gibbs on the other side then was able to kind of hammer up and down in a proper old school left left back position. The key change was in midfield. What they did was they took Chris Brunt out and they dropped back in um, James Morrison to play. Because they feel he doesn't necessarily have the legs now to play immediately close to the, 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 the to the to the front three, so they dropped him back in beside Livermore, and he was then able to pick up the ball and then regulate play from deep. So so effectively, the, I've written it down. Um, uh, Jake Livermore sat. James Morrison could pick out passes, and crucially, and this was the clever bit, Matt Phillips gave us the energy. They switched Phillips from being a winger into into playing in off the striker, which was Jay Rodriguez, and that suddenly gave them the thing they've been lacking with playing Chris Brunt is in a, in a midfield role, diminished their energy. He's he's out a position there anyway because he's more of a left-sided player, and there was a feeling that he was killing the tempo of the team. He was. Yeah, um, have,
2: I was going to say as you were listing those mm-hmm. players. If yeah, we could have really got after that that as a that as a static midfield. But sorry, sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, go for it. No, it's, it's good to say no because I worried sick. I said, oh, I hope Darren Moore doesn't bring back Chris Brunt for Ipswich. He was, I think, he picked up a hamstring injury. He was out for the Leeds game. It could have been just happy circumstance. But the idea of switching Phillips in, the thing they've been lacking in midfield in that midfield trio is somebody who will really attack and go forward and dr- really drive in um in, in in recent games it just simply hasn't happened so they had that was the midfield three and then out on on the wings then they had um the, uh, they were swapping they had Robson Canu, who you'll come back to and um, <laughs> also and also Harvey Barnes but Canu so had Harry.
2: The- Harry, have you um have you now compromised Barnes your best player to suit the the rest of them
3: I know yes, we're going but, to go
2: through player for player, but do you see what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. It, but it gave them balance. This was the thing because Barnes and Kanu. The the first goal came when the two of them flipped wings. So they were they they were they they weren't. I think it, they they started from from their comments about the game. Barnes broadly was on the left. Kanu was broadly on the right. And is Canu, it
2: Rod, Rodriguez?
3: And Rodriguez was up front because Gale was injured. Okay. Gale came off the bench. Um, Gale picked up a knock against. Um, I think it was against. Oh, I was about three or four games back. He, so he so he was working his way back to fitness, as it were. So both Barnes and Kanu were swapping regularly, and but they were suddenly playing further upfield. So therefore, Rodriguez had company. So he had company from those two and he had company from Phillips coming, steaming through the middle as well. So the whole thing changed. They were high pressing. Phillips did a man marking job effectively on Calvin Phillips, the, um, the Leeds player holding midfielder who to me is a quite a pivotal player in their yeah, system he's playing,
2: um, I've, I've mentioned it He played sweeper against us didn't he yeah, yeah he did yeah. yeah yeah I, I, I love seeing stuff like
3: that yeah, Great. It's very clever when you see a player being unlocked it's yeah. um but yeah so it was fascinating that but so so suddenly the change so in, ter- in there the, the, were in simple terms the changes but the overall the, the other this is you'll love this 20 shots from 28 per session
2: wow so, so we got, basically, have we got it's, a number for how many of those were outside the area though?
3: You no, know, I I don't know. It's but it, it works out. But but it's the intent. It's the yeah. intent that matters. I mean, that's a shot. Something like every seventy five seconds of of having wow. the ball. I mean, it's yeah. The big difference was the speed at which they got forward and played instead of playing sideways and backwards passes. Um. Um. They said all season we've lacked energy and fire, but you could see it return against Leeds. We played a great game. We pushed up. We didn't tippy-tap the ball from the back. It was long kicks upfield and the front three running onto them. And one of them said, you might look at the statistics and say, you might think it was... Pu- they, they said, I was surprised by the low possession statistic, 28% possession, but there was no way that this was Pulis-style football. We attacked as a complete team. Interesting. So it's fascinating. Um, Now... The question mark, and one of them talks about this when they were looking, mirroring it forward to Ipswich was, did they do Leeds on the counter? Because leads will come at you. Leeds will press you and try and contain you. And what they were wondering was, because certainly once the first goal went in, Canu, it was nil all at half time. Early in the second half was when the first breakthrough came as Kanu, I think, got the opening goal for them. Then, then they, they did properly start playing on the counter. They started and Harry, hitting, we have bang, to mention bang, bang.
2: these 15-minute splurges that West Brom have. Yeah, where they where, where they yeah. can bury, cremate, and dispose of <laughs> everything in very, very yeah. short order, can't they?
3: And that's exactly what they did. They really did. And then once they get their tails up, then they can be they can be ruthless. They can they have because they have quality. They have the quality as you know throughout the squad. It's quite it's quite frightening. And uh, but they did bury leads. Whether or not it'll work against a team which like us, which sits back. And wait, you know, if we if depending, it'll be fascinating to see what Lambert does because mm. he'll be he'll be he'll we be didn't well sit up to back against
2: Redding, did we? <laughs>
3: no, he no, didn't actually. Good point. <laughs> so, that well, that'll be the chess game to watch out mm. for when, when the game goes as we'll see how it plays out. So, as I say, if they put out the team that went out against Hull, they are t- basically if they go with the three-five-two or if Crimp... Chris Brunt's name is anywhere in the first 11. You can guarantee that West Brom fans will be doing their nut. I
2: just cannot for the life of me see a manager going 4 without a win, changing system and winning 4-1 and then not sticking with that system. I just just cannot not see it being 4-3-3. And look, we're going to go through personnel, but you'd assume Mr. Gale comes in at number 9 and Rodriguez goes to his right-hand side and Barnes, yeah. Barnes to the left-hand side. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Shall yeah. we go through? Should we go through player for player? Then Harry?
3: let's look. Through, let's let's whip through the players and see what we've got. It's um there. It's one small point. We'll start with this. Actually, he has the three names. I thought that um, Moore had been very clever with who he had brought in, but in fact the three players, the three kind of signature big big names that they brought in over the summer sam johnson the keeper Carl bartley the center half and connor townsend the left back they actually haven't they haven't really set the world on fire so you know my, my bad I, I was convinced oh he's bought intelligently championship experience or good prospects rather than just going for big names however it we will start starting with johnson um yeah uh, uh, johnson just to remind everyone, he played on loan a few seasons back at Preston. He was on loan last season at Villa from Manchester United, a youth player. The people think he keeps saying he's, he's young. He's actually twenty five. He's not he's not a, he's not that much of a rookie, and he has six got a, a half good,
2: million for a keeper as well, Harry.
3: Is, yeah, a, yeah. I'm not sure from what they're saying. Um, brilliant at shot stopping, but he doesn't command his area. So I'd be thinking if I'm Flynn Downs taking corner kicks, I'd be hammering them in on the six yard box. And um, he doesn't. Uh, two criticisms doesn't talk to his defenders and doesn't take crosses, punching and palming the ball into dangerous areas, lacking mobility... Um, now they criticised his distribution, but that could have been because of the system. The three-five-two wasn't working, so therefore he didn't really have as many options. Um, but one, the most cruel comment was about him needing a GPS at times to find his penalty spot. Um, that he seems to, he doesn't seem to get his angles right all the time. So, little, I always like to mention to the North Stand, you know, give give him a warm welcome when he gets down there. Um, certainly for crosses, you know, it, there seems to be there seems to be an issue the two the two center backs I uh, start looking at the center defense it looks if he goes with Dawson and Hagazi Dawson I mean you're talking no nonsense defenders with both of them Dawson particularly good in the air at both ends of the pitch he's a, he can be a, you know attacking set pieces as well body on the line stuff but the one of his form suffered in the in the wing-back system. One of them said, he's a no-nonsense defender, he's not Franz Beckenbauer, and in the back three, his mind isn't always on defending. Um, ask him to do what he's good at, and he's twice the player. So just get him defending, basically. That's that's what he's best at doing. It's don't Don't have him doing clever stuff with the ball, because they just don't see him... As that, and Hagazi, the Egypt International, who mm-hmm. plays alongside him. There's a really, really lovely comment about this. They, 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 they're not sure. I mean, the, if I was to list all of the criticisms, you'd think, what the hell is he doing there? But um, the the teams, the big teams that come out, are his lack of awareness. He comes charging out for the ball, leaving his fellow centre back badly exposed. His positional play is awful. His decision making is erratic. But the the he freezes. I think it was against Middlesbrough. They scored, and and Hagi was singled out for that one. That he he literally just stopped still, as if almost as if somebody had, some superpower had literally petrificus totalis in Harry Potter world. And um, but he the the other thing that they said was um. For a huge bloke, because you look at him and think he's an absolute unit, he gets done in the air far too often as he barely jumps. They think he's a defender who needs an organiser beside him.
2: I was going to say, Harry, with a, this, this may sound completely backwards logic. When I, I've seen Higazi a couple of times now. Yeah. I almost yeah. thought he's better suited to the Premier League than he is the Championship. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you know where i'm coming yeah. from um yeah. he's he's a bit he's a bit of a slick rick do you know what i mean yeah. when he's when he's having a good game he looks like rio ferdinand you know real you know real cool customer but i think um your, they don't like it up and um yeah. governor thing applies to higashi i just don't understand having seen bartley play with uh, Jansen yeah. at leeds so well how he would be ahead of ahead of dawson but perhaps i don't know as much about dawson as i should
3: yeah, it's interesting. Bartley seems to have had a his, co- his form seems to have um, really suffered. Um, he's because they you know they've been pretty damning about him. And it was a real head scratcher because I, I even went back to see what Leeds fans had said when he played that season a couple of years ago on loan. With, you know him and he
2: was, he was excellent, and, Harry.
3: Yeah, him and him and Janssen, absolute unit. I thought they were, be, great, yeah. they were great. Yeah, but it, bear in mind, centre backs. It is a partnership thing. Sometimes you need to. I always felt. Um, when Janssen went into that Leeds team the whole back it was like a spine suddenly clicking into place that whole back line suddenly worked it was a perfect jigsaw piece and Barkley his game went up by 20% as a result Um he's again I think he's another one whose form has suffered and possibly I'd even say his confidence has with this ball playing system that they were operating Um he's um they say he looks good if you tell him to win tackles, headers and play channel balls, but he was he was spotting danger too slowly. He didn't track his man. It sounded like a confidence thing because he's not that bad a defender. But one of them said described him as the worst centre half they'd had in a long time. But I I wonder if how, some of that's the system mm. as much as anything else. But he's been taken out of the firing line anyway. He certainly he certainly didn't play against Leeds. Um, on the looking at the full backs, Kieran Gibbs. You know, blimey, finished article or what? Yes. Um. Excellent going forward. They said one lovely thing. He said a forward-thinking left back gives us within attacking options. Five seconds ahead of the game, with his thinking, his positional sense is a level above. Um, sometimes they worry about him getting caught out defensively because he's so attacking. But they did feel as well. They keep Pulis seems to. He's a, he really is this grey eminence behind them. They said about Pulis nullified his attacking instincts, which. Which and I would
2: have thought Harry much better at full-back than at wingback. I would.
3: Yeah. Suggest. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. And when you, particularly if you've got a foil in front of him sitting there, so he can the foil, you know, can, even if the foil just sits, he can then spin past him as it were. So which is, it's a, it's a, you know, I it's just a, think
2: sometimes Harry players that athletic and with that much quality would rather say, well, look, I've got control of this whole side rather than okay, yeah. there might be a centre back behind me from time to time, and I might have, I, I think he just prefer. You know that sort of you know up and down and um, coming onto the game rather than waiting for it. If you see what I mean.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. Certainly, I know Gibbs at at home. He's, there, is a, there is a small question mark about their away form. I think in the eight games, two wins, three draws, three defeats. But at home, Gibbs particularly, it seems to with the crowd behind them, it 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 brings out the best in him. But uh, interesting. Um, on the right right back now they had they it's a bit it's a bit cut and paste here they've been trying to Im- improvise um, they've been using Tyrone mirrors as a wing back and he's 35 now he's been covered in on a short term contract um, and it was just too much for him so what they did for the, to switch to a 4-3 the, for the back 4 this guy Adaro Bioyo he's Manchester born very good taught the passing side of the game he's very comfortable on the ball actually but he is a centre half playing out of position and he's not necessarily somebody who will get forward and he's really they, they see him as learning the defensive side of the game this season in the championship. So that's that's his that's what he's learning as an um, in terms, as an apprenticeship really. But certainly, um, Harry,
2: that area of the pitch is not practiced. Mm. It's it's going to be someone new in there doing something new to them. Yeah, yes, so. it will
3: be. Yeah, if there's if there's an area where you could that said Leeds did target him. They said they said Leeds targeted him, and he was actually he, he was putting in good challenges. If, that would have I been
2: think, Hernandez as well, wouldn't
3: it? Yeah, it would have been actually on that mm-hmm. side. They said he was defensively he's he's you know he's cutting his teeth basically this year. He's how old is he? He's twenty one, um, and. Uh, he would be somebody that you would look maybe to put put the spotlight on. Um, the one criticism they made, because he's not a natural right-back, was he, he occasionally, I remember Josh Emmanuel used to do this as well, he would play too narrow with full-back and sometimes he'd he drift inside a little bit and then the ball would suddenly, you know, and then they, you could get at him around the outside. Leeds did that a couple of times, but really, you know, given the way the whole team was playing, mm. Leeds forwards didn't get much of a look in, in the sense of, the, with the, this, the, the, even though they had all the possession, they weren't actually able to unlock any of the forwards. So it, it tended to be back in their own half, From just from the, reading the match reports. Um, so as I say, that would be the one area, if there's anywhere to exploit in this back four, the right back would be the area you'd be looking you at.
2: And also you can get up Higazi, I think.
3: Yeah. 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 Um,
2: so from what you've described, this midfield... Um, configuration is going to be exactly what we do
3: yeah that's a good point yeah yeah so it, it is, um, who, yeah. we, who we expect? So so Livermore first up. Um, classic, he's the sitter. Um, nuisance getting at opposition midfielders. He tends, he he's, he doesn't have the confidence to turn on the ball and break the lines. That he won't do that. He will generally sit. And but um, but he's great attitude, great commitment. Bosses the midfield and he will pass the ball on. They also said, which is a, which is high praise for the role he plays. Not a box to box midfielder, but he's very effective in congested areas. So he's somebody. He's your classic engine room player. Morrison, interestingly, they felt he slotted in really comfortably in the deeper role. He took the ball off the back four and then started the attacks. Um, The big worry for him is always whether he'll stay fit for the season. Uh, But they feel he doesn't have the legs for an attacking role, but he can pick passes from further back and he'll be fine. So in that sense, it's not just changing the shape, but it's actually redefining the roles.
2: Is he he robust enough to be in that area of the pitch?
3: Well... I think, given they have got as backups, they have got Gareth Barry, they have got Wes Hoolihan as bench options. Mm. Now, not Hoolihan wouldn't necessarily. In fact, well, you'd wonder about Hoolihan coming in there, but certainly Barry could drop in there, no problem at all. He, so he came they, they on, can. When I saw yeah. them
2: at Birmingham, he came yeah. on twenty yeah. minutes to go just to you know mm. sit so, you know, and give some knowledge.
3: Exactly. So if you've got three games in a week, you know you can you can you can nurse them through. They've, they, you know, as I say, the sheer experience that they have in the team is quite amazing. So. They, they can't do that. Um, and then Matt Phillips, as I say, was the, the fascinating one. It really was. For the second goal, it was he, he was the one who did the job on Calvin Phillips. He, The second goal that they scored, he tackled, I think it was Phillips, he tackled, and then came forward and blasted the ball into the goal. He thrived through the centre, outrunning Leeds players by turning defence into attack. As I say, the, the question mark, it will be against a more defensively set up team, will he be still able to have the same joy? I but, like, um, I like but, Matt
2: but, Phillips a lot, Harry. Um, yeah. Well i would if if Matt Phillips was a guitar amp, you know, and you've got your gain and your bass and your treble or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just everything yeah. everything turned up, isn't it? It's yeah. powering forward. Lots of long-range shooting. It's not subtle in the, stri- no. in the slightest, but it's very. Yeah. It's, he's, he's a very effective player. It's funny yeah. when you said about the 28 shots or whatever you <coughs> or 20 yeah. shots against Leeds. I thought, how many were them Matt Phillips yeah. blasting it with his
3: yeah. with his <laughs> yeah. right
2: foot? But he can be he can be a, a very dangerous player. You you know what he's going to do. He's he's not going to do a Guion Edwards trick on you. He's going to knock it 10 yards ahead of him and sprint after it and be a good athlete and then power at goal, yeah. isn't he?
3: Exactly that, exactly that. But that's what, they, if you look at the midfield balance, that's what they were missing um in, right. in, in 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 the in the three legs. beforehand. yeah they needed legs, exactly legs energy um and talking of what they were the, the player who dropped out chris brunt um they are worried because he was the he was the one who looked most out of position one of them said that his wand i think his brilliant left foot they said um it's looking more like a stick how <laughs> so they oh, put it no, unkindly. that's horrible No, that, I, I, it, I,
2: it, harry i don't like it when there's these players i mean he must have played 300 games for them
3: yeah they've yeah. been
2: great servants and they 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 yeah. lose their powers and and mm. we, we lose a bit of respect for them um, yeah. at times. He's been he's been it, yeah. a great player for them, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, it may be the beginning of the end for him. Mm. Um, and they and brutally his being injured strengthened the team. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'll stop these borderline libelous comments they're saying about them. No, I think he allegedly he feels, allegedly I think more on the he's more of a left side. They, they they just think he doesn't have a role in the centre anymore and that he could be a backup option though. Given how well they're covered on the left, I just don't, I can't see where he's going to fit in. Um, the other minor, couple of minor characters, uh, Sam Field um, is a, a backup option, 20-year-old youth product who has been used. He may come off the bench again, one of those who, to protect Morrison, to give him some cover. Um, he's rangy, he can carry the ball and drive it forward. A metronome player who keeps the game ticking over. And as I say, I mentioned Gareth Barry. And I mentioned Wes Houlihan as well. Interesting parallel with Houlihan. They mentioned that he was, they they drew a parallel. This is, this will bring back memories. Johnny Giles, there's a name. um, He acted as a central midfield organiser at the back end of his career for West West Brom. And they wondered whether Houlihan could actually do a similar type of job for them. Just somebody who come on and, you know, he's technical, he's tidy and he'll, you know, he's creative. He's got a good pass on him and somebody who could actually just, you know, settle it, settle them down for the last twenty minutes if needed. But um, but as I say, when you look at the list of names they've got, it's it's quite remarkable. You know, Livermore, Morrison, Phillips, Brunt, Barry, Houlihan. You know, a, yes, yeah, it's a wealth well of riches.
2: Speaking of riches, what about this front three then, Harry? Can we start yeah. with Can we start with Barnes, who's pretty yeah. much the god of um championship metrics? Any metric you <laughs> look at, he will be top of it. But yeah. the caveat to that is that was all done in a number ten. Uh, spot with with the team kind of set yeah. up to to play to him with yeah. two forwards ahead and now he's going to be over over on the left. Talk to me about Barnes.
3: Interesting. Um, the phrase "something out of nothing." Um, he can produce something out of nothing at any moment. Comes up time and time again. In his goal at Hillsborough. Yes. Just remind just me again.
2: Runs and runs and runs. Then tight yes. dribble and then composed. Yeah. Of a Brilliant goal. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Brilliant. No, I, I do mean. remember it. No, no, I do remember it. It's now. Let me. And actually, actually, here's a quote which links exactly with that. Barnes has the pace and power to do 60-yard runs to take players out of games. He can finish on either foot and his balance and control at pace in the final third are impressive. That's just what you've described.
2: Mm -hmm. Excellent player. Excellent player. player, And Um, um, some strange talk that Leicester might have him back in in January to take the break clause in in alone that that he was playing so well. I don't know whether that was just... That's
3: pipe talk, mate. No, that was discussed on one of the West Brom. On they, they have every player gets it, their own little discussion thread. They're not sure that will happen because a Lester are doing well, and b it's not. Well, I think he's had you know. It, it, what advantage would there be to them when he's absolutely tearing it up? He was on, I think, it was Barnsley. He was on loan last season. Yeah, and, it but,
2: wasn't wasn't good for them, was he?
3: No, no. This this is his coming of age. So why would yeah. you why would you want to disrupt what's obviously a seminal year in his progress by whipping him back and having him sit on the bench? Though so, mm. you know, it it doesn't make sense. They do say though he is a little bit raw occasionally. Um, he gets double marked and um nullified. That's that's one thing that they've spotted. And also occasionally, know, this is really finding nitpicking um his habit of taking an extra touch makes him less effective so sometimes he still has that little bit of rawness to his game but but really that's that's being very harsh to be honest he's this guy can you know if, if he's and i partic- particularly with the counter-attacking model with the more direct model that they played with the space to attack the Leeds game was a perfect game for him that he was able to blast down the you know blast down the flanks spence, you get more space applied.
2: spence mm. does like a like a project over a game though doesn't he he likes he to does. he likes to go one v one with, with he does. people, although maybe after the first goal in the last game's not not the best time to exalt the virtues of um Spence and 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 wing play. But um okay, and what about what we so say we're expecting so, these other so, two go on.
3: <laughs> well, let's let's um shall we shall we do Galen Rodriguez or shall we do so let's let's come back to that. Let's save the bit let's save the big the big the big the, 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 the big guns. The the major guns to the end. A couple of quick mentions to um, uh, Robson Canu I have to mention because every every club has a player who does their nut in if ever, you want, if ever you meet a Derby fan and you want to set up a perpetual motion conversation just mention Connor Salmon to them I've never <laughs> seen a, a, a message board lose it so much over one player in my life, It was so, it's so funny it really is, just as equally with Reading with Robson Canu because I think he's one of these, he has a brilliant game every 10 games he did for Wales in the European Championships and he did against Leeds last week as well. Um they said he's more awful performances for us than good ones. He had a great game against Leeds. Um he was it wasn't it was a strength and hold up play as well as his clever technical touches. He, he did a, it was like jet for us back. You know, basically score. he just had this game where he just came out of the blocks and did absolutely everything. But there were there were a few jauntist comments. If he put his chances away last season, we wouldn't have ended up in the mess that we did. So you know, there's it's and one of them says so, so. Whereas whereas other wingers are forceful, he has a get he has get the pipe and slippers all over him, which I thought was very unkind. But I think I think yeah.
2: I think he's worth mentioning, Harry, because yeah. I think what you'll see is if this is um if we're in any way in the game and they're looking to win, I yeah. think you'll see him come in and he'll yeah. be the pivot guy up yeah. front, and they'll you know they'll possibly move Barnes back into midfield mm-hmm. and do you know what i mean i, yeah. I think he's yep. he's of use to them as the pivot guy in a front three in the middle
3: totally he's that's how he's that's how he's been primarily used by moore though it has driven back like mad mm. that he oh he's bringing on robson Rob cano again they just and then the, the meltdown begins but you're absolutely right tactically within their model he's perfect for that because he will then be he can give them a different type of attacking balance yeah
2: and can yeah. i say harry that that game i saw um, Forrest, West Brom, back in August. Um, yeah. Darren Moore, Alex Ferguson, the last 15 minutes. That was absolute carnage. It was a brilliant watch. I think I think um, there was probably five, I'd say, good goal-scoring chances within the wow. space of six minutes. It was complete. I mean, one or two of them were for Forrest as well. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah they, they just completely... You, you know Ferguson's adage, well... If I'm if I'm gonna lose anyway, last fifteen minutes, mm. go for it. Forget my instructions. Try and score a goal.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just go. For, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of, yeah. a,
2: bit of a sense of that. So go, go all, on. All,
3: no, all hell breaking loose. No, it's, it's um. Well, as I say, that could, assuming. Kanu drops out and they have the other three you're spot on within you know 75 minutes if it's one all you know you can although, you can although see i wonder
2: <laughs> if he's changed a little bit you know i'm just harking back to your comment of the substitutions maybe starting to get a little bit more conservative yeah. that maybe there isn't especially after this streak of those four games maybe he, yeah. is, he is becoming a bit more conservative in his we we'll, we'll we'll see
3: It'll be fascinating to see. The other two players worth mentioning, um Bakri Sacco, who they brought in, he was um he was a free agent signing in October. Um ex Palace. He, he was in that lovely trio that um, Wolves had the year we squeezed them out for the playoffs when they had a, a Sacco, Dicko, and a Fobay. I love that they were a really athletic thre- uh, threesome up front. And um but he was he was at Palace last year, let go, um didn't agree didn't agree new contract and he's gone in there athleticism we know what he's like a good explosive power player but he's still not fit and they most of them think he's actually probably a wide player rather than a net net striker and rich and i Ben, we always have a a where are they now there'll always be sorry before you you do
2: the where are they i'm just completely stuck on. on on the merits of using sacco and dicko together
0: go on away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team.
2: I'm just—it's just a childish, uh, Willy joke.
3: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, I can't think about anything else now. Where are they now? Go.
3: Uh, go. Uh, sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So uh, no, uh, <laughs> now, now I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um, Oliver Burke. There's oh, a name. Oliver yes. Oliver
2: Burke's at West yes. Brom.
3: Yes, oh, yes, he is the Red Bull well, seat guy. Yes, that's the guy.
2: That's oh, the guy. He's good. So, he's very good.
3: Well, he's not good enough, and it's an absolute. It baffles me why he's not an option on the bench. He's had one substitute appearance in the last eight games. There's no comment anywhere I've scoured their, their forums to see nothing about necessarily about he him. He looked being like injured. Gareth Bale
2: when he started.
3: Mm. Yeah. He could, you know, he can find space, run at players, and create things. Damage teams with his pace and strength. If I was an opposition defender, I'd be concerned about having to mark him. Nowhere to be seen.
2: And I think Red Bull paid twelve million for him.
3: They did. Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah, and then everybody saluted his bravery about going away to play in a foreign league. Yeah, mm. be careful what you wish for, eh? <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: naughty, naughty, naughty. We'll no. see. He's
3: got. A, he's. I mean, bear in mind. He's only. You know, how old? He's twenty-one. Wow. He's not. You know, he's. He's a. You know, he's still. He'll be back. Know, he'll be back. Oh, he will be. Right now, let's move on to that. We've saved the last two to the end. Should Goodness we do? Maybe. Let's do Rodriguez first. Now, let, actually, two numbers. Two. Two, two comparisons. Dwight Gale, nine goals in 978 minutes, <laughs> right? Jay Rodriguez, eight goals in 1,479 minutes, okay? So you'd look at Rodriguez's stats and think, well, that's still, that's really impressive. But then Gale, as I say, you know, that's... That I, is said,
2: I said our, on our top players, our, like, and I stand yeah. by this, to the championship, Dwight Gale is Sergio Aguero. Yeah, just complete finisher yeah. and if you if you play him for 10 games he will score 7 goals no matter yeah. who he's playing for.
3: Yeah. You know, for all the work that let I mean, let, let let's run, Gail. Sorry, Harry. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. No, we'll do we'll do them together because you can't not. Gale is the traction beam that keeps pulling you in. He's such a yeah. he's such a focal point. They now let's first of all say that he the, how, why is he there on loan from Newcastle in a swap deal with Solomon Rondon, and and West Brom fans are, are a bit embarrassed about that now because Rondon yeah. has done nothing and he's got injured at Newcastle, whereas Gale is absolutely ripping this league up. Um, it's not just predictably. His, yeah yeah um i remember gail he was in the peterborough team you remember that mad season when mixed first season when all the teams at the bottom went on a mad charge i think peterborough got relegated with 50 and
2: he did not ian Wright as well didn't he, he was non-league
3: he right yep.
2: you know for a, yep. for a lot of his yep. career yeah. yeah
3: he's worked his way up through Now i remember him already i remember him back at, at peterborough and he's you know he's how old is he now 29 he's still a few couple of years in him yet um he's a couple of points about him. It's not just the finishing. Let's get that out of the way first. His attitude is great. His movement is superb, and he has this ability to know how to hurt. One of them said this lovely phrase: "He has this ability to hurt teams by running or standing still." He's got this intelligence about knowing how to basically how to stitch up a defender, if He's I can a put complete, it simply. Complete yeah.
2: throwback in these in these yeah. days now, where um, you know, since Mourinho and Drogba, when forwards have to now do twenty-five jobs. You don't yeah. get many players like like um, Dwight Gale, where you know he's not not really going to do much defending. Um, he's literally just going to stand there and irritate the hell out of the back four yeah. with good pace. And if he gets a chance, he's probably going to score. And yeah. frankly, his movement's that good; he's probably going to get a chance.
3: Yeah, he will. It's for, as I say, Lambert will have done all of his homework. But he's, Gale is one of those players, like Aguero in the Premier League. You can do all the prep in the world, but they're going to come, he can come up with something. That it's you just kind it's of, that, Harry, it's yeah. that
2: throw enough expletive at the wall and some of it will stick. Players like, <laughs> uh, players like Aguero, Gale or Ian Wright, who we mentioned, they, they, they're just so, their concentration levels must be just incredible. They will spend the whole 90 minutes, you know, trying to find it and just the, the, the entire, just picking away at this, at this lock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. They're enti- you know, they're not, they're not drug burying and running channels and whatever, and you do have yeah. to you do have to give up, a, you know, sacrifice a certain amount to have someone nowadays like that in the yeah. team with you know with higher fitness levels than when say Ian Wright did play, but yeah. you know it's just it's just no let up, is it?
3: No, there isn't. It's it's relentless, and you cannot drop your guard for a second. Typified actually in the Leeds game, he scored the fourth goal, and if it's worth looking digging it out on YouTube, it's it's on as I say. Is it the back heel? Behind... It's the back hill. Yeah. yeah, that's rude. He came off the bench. He hasn't played for a few weeks and he comes on and he just, a player who is at the, a striker at the, at the, at the zenith of their confidence will pull a stunt like that off and get away with it. It goes back to, remember, Burkamp used to do it and Henri at a different level. You know, they suddenly, when they were in a certain zone, right, um, remember Cristiano Ronaldo did it with that mad free kick was it against Villa for United. You know, the, a striker will hit a moment when they know that anything they try is go- pretty much going to work and it's almost an instinct that they've got
2: but it's a That's... harry harry it's an attitude mm. thing as well yeah. where if you're yeah. i don't know um daryl murphy for argument's yeah. sake you can come off and you know win your headers win your chests run your channels make your passes maybe get an assist and you'll say i've had a good game mm. won't you whereas yeah. people like um gail and even you got the sense when we interviewed david johnson um, mm. they're they expect to score in every game and if they don't score they've had a bad game whereas more modern type strikers well no no i had a (coughs) i i had a good game look at my heat map look at my xg look at my pass completion key passes in areas and touches in the box Uh, Mm -hmm. no do do you know what i mean
3: yep i totally agree i totally agree it's uh it's 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 a throwback it's it's you know gale is Throwback. It's, I mean, you, we've. I know you've talked about Gart Muller before on the, on the show, and yeah. it's exactly that. Somebody you know who will be. You know, he's predatory. He's. You know, he's. He, he's. He's out there to do one thing, and. He, you know, but to be fair to Gale, though, I think he's he he's not just he, he. It's not just that he scores, but he also enjoys working out defenses. I think he enjoys the the fun of working out how to score as well. Just the way they were talking about him with his movement. Yes, he's yes he's lethal in the box, but it's it's all of those other. He's not just a poacher. There's more to him than that. Some of the comments about him band they said if Gale's Fit Gale, Gale if Gail Fit Gale plays, he's the difference whatever the formation. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kinda he 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 he's 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 ultra in that sense, he's above everything. And to some degree they feel that he has Darren Moore owes him a huge favour in that he's actually bought him he's given him some protection with his goals as Moore has been, you know, any time Moore has been you know struggling tactically you know gail can actually counterbalance that let's mention rodriguez because you know it's because you know as i say it's easy it's easy to lose sight of him um he's um he struggled in the three five two shape he was having to drop deep he wasn't quick they feel he isn't quick enough to run the channels or strong enough to hold up the ball in a way he's kind of a more normal striker he's human <laughs> unlike gail um working hard his finishing isn't is is, is, not, is not as clinical Plenty of Huff and Puff, but not as much to... um he doesn't just have, doesn't have that same extra dimension that that Gale has, but he he was a proper menace all evening against Leeds, and again he was closing down the full backs. He was and he didn't have to go so deep to get the ball in the four three three shape, so it worked for him because he suddenly had Robson Canu, he had Barnes, he had Phillips all up there keeping him company. But Harry,
2: so, frankly, now the, the way yeah. it is, there's now two people to do Gale's running as opposed to one, which probably yeah. was the 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 task was falling all on. On Rodriguez, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it was. It certainly was. Yeah, certainly, certainly there was a link with with those poor results and Gale would not he, being around. Would,
2: would he have been a? Would he have been Was he at Southampton at that time, or he, that, was he too early for that?
3: I think he would have been. You know, I, yeah. I, I know because he was at Burnley beforehand. I know Rodriguez. He broke into the England setup at one stage. I know he picked up a, but it was just he was like, out
2: for a year or something, wasn't he? When he got into the England. Um,
3: that's he right. Scored, That's yeah. right. Yeah. When did he join them? He joined. He joined them in. Uh, no, he's not. Yeah, it's 2017 when he came across. They they brought. The, there was a lot of their. The, the team was rebuilt, um, not this summer, but the previous one, as it were. Mm. Which and a lot part of the reason that they they went down, I think, was it was, it it just it it they lost their way. They lost balance from you know, not all of the signings, including Robson Kahn, who we talked about, they didn't all live up to the, what was expected of them. I think Higazi was another one who came in. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, um, but in, when you, when you're in that company, when you're, you know, Rodriguez, he can, it, it will add to his game. Definitely having, you know, having Gale and Phillips and Barnes as foils. No question. So Harry, look, before we
2: go to the questions, there's so many moving parts in this, in this yeah. narrative. Um, Let me just try and summarise and then you can tell me how you think it's going to play out. So you have a new manager at Ipswich, you have this um, model in the Reading game that was totally (coughs) attacking and adventurous, um, which on the one hand is great and then on the other hand fills me with dread because (laughs) if you do that slightly wrong against the players we've spoken about, you you could get taken to school or you could be... You, you you know you you could you could just stun West Brom you you, you know the, that um and Andy and Stuart made comment that that will work against anyone doesn't matter yeah doesn't matter who you are if you get caught off guard with that type of press and that type of um we know, could do
3: yeah we could do to West Brom what they did to Leeds
2: yeah quite um yeah. and then on the other side of it you've got what we thought the personality of West Brom was uh, three-five-two, loads of goals. Well, that changed in in the last game. So um, throw all of that into your big brain and tell me how you think it's going to play out. I
3: think I, I think to be to be fair, Lambert has got no choice but to go with what he did against Reading. We know it works. It's a model of play that he is desperately trying to develop within the team. If if we sit back and try and hit them on the counter and go and go cagey, a why would you do that when you're you're learning a new way of playing in a way take this game as a free hit let's see what we can learn from it play our play this natural game we'll get another 90 minutes experience on the pitch playing it and we can it gives us a chance the danger is if you sit back against a team like West Brom with that destructive power not just on the pitch but on the bench waiting to come on you know we could you could get you could you could get, get absolutely turned over that way so my guess if I was in Lambert's shoes, I'd be thinking, let's go out and do what we did against Reading. We've no choice. We've got to learn how to play this way. And this is, a, and this is our best way to do it. Um, and Maybe if, if, we are getting, if we are getting badly done over, you might want to say, OK, well, let's just mitigate the damage here. But I'd rather do that than go out and, and sit back. Because my, my fear is if we sit back, it could be another one of those 2-0 defeats. Okay. It'll be fast. Go on. No, no, no. Karen, go. the only other thing I was going to say is there is a benchmark as well. One of the things I'm fascinated by is the new, the most similar game to this I can think of was our away game against Leeds, and I'm be, it'd be fascinating to mirror what we do against against uh, West Brom against what we did against Leeds, where we just didn't turn up. We went out and we literally tried to. It was a damage limitation exercise from the very first minute. So be, it'll be fascinating to see what we do. My, my instinct will be to go for them and just say, "To hell with it. Let's see what happens."
2: And if you weren't at the Reading game, you're in for a surprise if they start the same way. Because yeah, um, yeah. getting your getting your seat early and get comfortable because um, yeah. that was quite something that start. Right, you ready to do some questions, Harry?
3: Let's go first. Let's yep.
2: bang through these, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, Bristol City, and we'll talk about the context of maybe practicing something against West Brom that may. So well against
3: exactly. If, yeah, exactly. Four days later or five days later. Yeah, go ahead. Um,
2: this is Mrs. Nuts. What do you both have in your Black Friday baskets, ready to click and send at midnight?
3: <laughs> My 19-year-old son's Christmas presents, which uh, oh. are it's an Assassin's Creed game. It's um, or oh, what do you call it? The the the, the ancient Greek he doesn't one. Doesn't listen it's just to this, no, he doesn't, no. No, no. It's safe to say. No, no, it's, no he, He's asked for it. So, no, when, when the 19, the element of surprise goes. So a couple of, <laughs> couple of, couple, couple of DVDs. I'm, can I say, there is one thing I'll say to anybody of a certain age listening. There's, you know the great film Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, it, we, all, we, we love that film. Well, I remember watching it in the 1980s. I went to it at the cinema at the time and thinking, oh, it's great. Ferris is a great role model. There's a moment in life which will come when you realize that you are Ferris Bueller's dad. Okay. <laughs> It's a dark moment is all I can say. You're watching it and you're thinking, you're watching Ferris Bueller's dad doing the slightly cool dancing and those kind of slightly corny business meetings or whatever, and you're kind of going, oh God, that's me. How? Wh- you know at, what? What point, at what point did my life descend into Ferris Bueller's dad? <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: Harry, last night, I went to a rehearsal room in East London to work for a band that I'm working for. And mm. I was sat there and I turned up early and these very handsome young 20 year olds came out you know stinking of cannabis whatever and I realized at that point hang on a minute I'm the bloke in my mid-30s with the nice car and the nice equipment at the rehearsal room now about to get paid <laughs> about to get paid to play somebody else's songs <laughs> I used to be I used uh, to be the other so yeah I had that moment, oh I had that moment last
3: night. Um, no, no, it was when I saw the question when I saw Mrs Nutt's question that's what occurred to me I just instantly realized you know you know, you know I am now not that my son is Ferris Bueller but it's uh, you, you know you reach a point in life. But uh, anyway, there we go. Comes yeah. to
2: you as to us
3: all. Um, Indeed, yeah.
2: This is uh, Mikey of the Blue Monday team. What are your tips for keeping warm at the football? Layers, <laughs> footwear, etc. Can I can I just chi- f- chime in on this because my um, my excellent um, lady actually has socks that heat themselves up this is incredible
3: oh that's technical or, go on order
2: them off the internet um mm-hmm. and you kind of crack them just before the game and you, oh, you yes. start, and they mm-hmm. and they heat up um also mm-hmm. um this is for neck pain as well you can get a little <sighs> neck brace thing that as you put on reacts to your so if you did that under a scarf maybe there's there's. i, I think if mm-hmm. we've got any ultra type people listening to this they'll find this the most um Wimpy conversation.
3: Mm. But
2: lots of layers for you, Harry.
3: Yeah, uh, two scarves usually. Uh, uh, you know, a two scarf day. It's double scarfing. I've, I've I've got a, I've got any my... danger that will look
2: like a half and half scarf.
3: No, no, no! I've got my official Ipswich scarf, and then I've got my backup Ipswich scarf. So you know, we it's like, it's like it's like our mugs. So you know, we all have our Ipswich Town mugs, and I've got I've got a hierarchy of favorites all the way down. We all we all do it. Let's be honest. Organized
2: on a you know, spreadsheet, I hope. Uh,
3: no, God, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no! Please, no. There was one thing when I used to as a teenager, I used to go and watch Bohemians over in Dublin, and you could get some really freezing days, and it was I it was, was 15, 16, and the, the football was often dire but the the conversation the comments on the uh, on the terraces were brilliant but i used to get a, a bovril and a crunchy at half time and it was it was probably the equivalent of one of those high energy drinks now literally just you know straight into intravenous into the veins, yeah. <laughs> exactly the, the second half was kind of a, a, a mad blur anyway yeah um yeah. this
2: is harry butcher um why is there something special about portman Road under the lights i think you've already answered that um yeah. and harry why are you such an intelligent man when it comes to football i'll i'll parlay that into a a a less um hyperbolic (laughs) question please Um, (laughs) and and say um how, how, how have you transitioned from you know just a guy who likes football to making all this study and you know appearing on podcasts and whatnot
3: I don't know. It's ways of seeing, isn't it? I think that's the great thing. Even on on the on great football forums, everybody has a different perspective. It's like it's like the Blue Monday team. Everybody has something different. We all have different ways of seeing it. And when we all pool our knowledge together, you know, hopefully you can get some sense of the truth. Or even if the truth is a very kind of liquid thing and it's always it's always changing and for me the big thing was always you go to a match and we know everything about us but we know so little about the opposition and I just thought well if you can go along and you have a little bit of an insight as to what their issues are then it um you know it can actually make the game more enjoyable. I don't,
2: I don't want to sound like a snob Harry but you miss so much and can a little anecdote I went to Derby versus Fulham in the playoff in April or whenever it was. So you oh, canwich's yeah. derby uh, uh, Fulham versus Rother's derby. I got got to my seat. I sat in with the derby fans and <coughs> mm-hmm. the guy from behind me said, "Does Scott Parker still play for Fulham?" And <laughs> I I I wanted for him to to leave the ground because not mm. not in a snobby way, but I thought how much are you missing out on if you yeah. you know, you're about to see a really good Fulham team play and you're talking about a very famous player they had many many moons ago and wondering if he's kind of still around and still yeah. in, the, in the team and i wanted to say right you see the guy there canny watch him you'll really enjoy it honestly forget about yeah. scott parker but you you do i think you do miss a lot when you you know you could be i know we come from a biased um, Viewpoints sometimes, but it's 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 nice to appreciate the other the other side. Right, let me move on, Harry. I'm I'm rambling mm-hmm. now. Uh, this is Beanie. With all this positive noise and action from the club, um, sorry, will all this positive noise and action from the club, um, see us move up the table, or is it really just down to the squad?
3: Um, I think it will. It'll help. It's a. Here's a strange parallel. The England penalty shootout win in the World Cup over Colombia was it, when the, I saw the way that was deconstructed, and it was that tiny little aggregation of a lot of little things that they did in terms of learning about how to walk up to take the penalty. Jordan you know, all, it, water bottle. Exactly. It was, yeah. it was. It was a whole number. It was a whole heap of things that they did, and all of those tiny little two percents all added up. The, what's going on? with Lambert and with the fans and with, um, Carl Fuller's brilliant, brilliant ticket initiative, all of the positive things that are going on, they're all 2%. And it, we, we won't, we won't realize at the time, but hopefully we will look back in January, February and realize that it actually added another three or four points, which could be vital in the scheme of, in the longer term scheme of things.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Um, mm. this is our mutual friend, Mallet. um, how does Lambert reintegrate, if he's going to, players like Ward, Nolan and Toto having so many options and so little room for error? Is he even going to reintegrate them?
3: Well, I think it's a question. I think for, for Nolan and Toto, I think to some degree, certainly for Toto, it was a question of taking him out of the firing line and letting him rebuild. It's a bit like Kyle Barkley in a way you could argue for West Brom. Sometimes a player needs to be taken out. Just get your... You know, clear your head, get yourself sorted out and then come back in again, which was the under the previous manager was simply not happening. So I think he will, the the way Lambert works, he's very bespoke about all his players. There will be a plan for each of them. That's my reckoning. Um, And uh, he will, it won't be the same plan for each of them, but he will be, you know, he will have an idea as to when and how to bring people in at different different times. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: I think Tim Pashley's dropped a bit of a clangor here because this one <coughs> sounds like it's for Rich, but I'll read it anyway. Gents, it. do you do you prefer being let loose or reined in by the tyrant Bloom? Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, will there be a tag wrestling contest between the preview provocateurs, History Hollywood? Maybe I should take that one, yeah. H- please, Harry, please, should I?
3: Please, by all means, um, by all means. I,
2: I, <laughs> I'd like to think. Um, as a senior member of the blue monday team sometimes it's my role to to identify talent and just let it let it fly and do its work and um i'm overjoyed that we have harry and richard doing the preview show where i literally do no work and it's brilliant and dave and statman with the with the history show and tyrant harry tyrant me no
3: i th- i think you deserve a medal for keeping us all under control actually
2: <laughs> yeah we we have we have to regulate the appearances on the flagship show too, just to keep just to keep everybody happy
3: yeah uh, <laughs>
2: um this is barry do you think we will struggle to get nudson to extend his contract i won't go any further than that your thoughts on on nudson and um again Lambert making all the right noises in in respect to well, keeping
3: him. There's the a parallel, but you know when you have a good manager, players tend to want to come and play for you. Um, you know, I think if if things hadn't changed, um, I I would have I think we'd have all understood if if Nutson had disappeared off. You know, why why on earth would he want to stay? But if when he's you know. Under a good manager, he can develop. no well, players quite rightly are selfish. They're thinking, how can I improve my game? How can I get myself to the next level? And hopefully, with with Lambert here now, the one thing I didn't mention at the beginning was um, the contrast in Lambert's attitude over Nudson and that of the previous manager. So, if he realises, if he sees, he's got a manager who backs him and believes in him and who will augment his performance. And I think Lambert will. Um, hopefully, he will. it it will be a big factor in him choosing to stay because if things hadn't changed, understandably, he'd have been out of here like a light, to be honest. Wow. Um,
2: Just a quick one. Uh, We won't do it today, but um, Dave and Joe, we've got it in the running order, will be addressing uh, Bartosz Bielkowski's comments on the flagship show. Yeah. Monday. Um, This is Harvey. Um, I think we covered it, but very perceptive question. What do you think of Darren Moore reverting to a back four? How will it affect the impact of... Harvey Barnes um and he mentions him cutting in on his right. Have we kind of we, do, do we think we've covered that?
3: I think we have covered it. Um I, I, they will be fluid, I think. You know, cuz bear in mind Phillips if he if he is bombing through the center, he can just as easily switch wide. So, you know, they could they'll it, it, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah.
2: Well, I said we were going to wait till Monday, but as mm. ben, Benjamin Erie um Bart recently revealed the circumstances in which he was dropped, stating that it was done with a lack of respect. Does that statement give us an insight on the footballing environment that was bestowed on us during Paul Hurst reign as manager? Can I, can I take that? Um, Please. I, I don't think he's a prick, Harry. Um, I think he was trying his best to do what he thought was the right thing to do yeah. in terms of asserting himself and the whole alpha male psychology of a football dressing room. And he just got it totally wrong. Um, I don't, I think he thought that was the right thing to do. And, you know, presumably other managers have done What's the Bill Shankly quote? Oh, well, if you're injured, you're dead, you're dead to me. And they've, they've given it the hard approach and it's worked. Um, Mm. I, I think, I think he was obviously trying, trying his, trying to, you know, he wasn't trying to be terrible, but, um, Lack of respect, Harry?
3: The, the, the only thing I will add is um, Hurst is a very good lower league manager and what works for lower league players may not necessarily work at a higher level. Okay, look, look at look at his background the clubs he came he came right the way up through kind of bad city level teams right the way up through he incrementally progressed and i really think it was the peter principle i think he will go back to being a league one or league two manager and do really well there and i think that's that is appropriate but i think you do need to be more bespoke when you're dealing with with, with players at a higher level i don't so think you're totally that a, right yeah you're yeah. totally
2: right um yeah. i i forget who it was was quoted but saying at a low at a lower league level management is often because the players aren't as good just Mm. completely just repeating your instructions to the point that they can carry them out whereas perhaps in the championship there's some players that don't need to be told a thousand times what your instructions are they're able to do obviously at the premier league level you you know that they can do it and then you add extra stuff on top of it but maybe from maybe what you're intimating there harry his his ability to you know repeat instructions and maybe be slightly overbearing worked with a certain caliber of player, but
3: yeah, yeah, but absolutely. But once you move to another level, then they're looking for something else. They're looking to be stretched in a different way. Yeah. And I leave it to Monday, but the Bart's interesting comments about the goalkeeping coach, about breaking up and varying training routines, that in a way that was hugely revealing in itself. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, yeah. with Lambert seeing Danassian as a center back, that leaves Spence, uh, only uh, he's put centre back, I assume he's right back. Does
3: right this back, give yeah. an
2: opportunity for Cotter or Crow to work their way into the team? Can we just give that a bit of context? Um, Lambert had Danasian at Aston Villa, so mm. this, his Lambert's opinion <coughs> pre- predates him. Um, it's, it's quite an authoritative position to be in, predates yeah. him playing at, at Accrington because you know we can all turn around and say, oh, well, Luke Chambers played however many games at. <laughs> uh, right back, you know, and,
3: heroically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, sorry, t- take take that one. He uh, was more talking about Cotter or Crow, or maybe someone who's. I, I I go back to your lovely Marcus Stewart quote. Um, the team, the squad that starts the season will not be the squad that finishes the season. It's the yeah.
3: season. Exactly, Hubert. And we're going to we are in the middle of seeing it. I can tell you that. Um, I don't know. It's an it's, it's a very good question. Um, given that he is. The, he's he's emphasizing proven players in proven positions at the moment. For we saw that from the first two the first two teams that he's put out. Um, he will only bring in. I can see him just. It goes back to Mullett's earlier question about people like Toto and Siala coming in. They will be brought in in a very controlled environment, and I suppose that's an area of risk. We, you know, when when Lambert was talking about the lack of balance in the team, um, we all. You know, I thought initially. Experience is one thing, and strikers is one thing. It could well be that right-back is another issue, and it's a question of just hoping that Spence can get through and do a, a competent job there until we get to the, get to January, and then we can see how we can, re, well, how we can reshape it.
2: I don't know. know if I'm crediting Lambert with um, <clears throat> Machiavellian levels of intelligence here, but also, does that not take the pressure off Spence as well? You know, yeah. oh, well, Danassian's a centre-back in, in my eyes, and he knows yeah. how, how everybody loves Pennington and, and Chambers. Um, yeah, you know, well, Denastian's not competing with Spence is what is what Lambert's just basically said, which shores up mm. shores up Spence's Spence's position. Uh, it, yeah. Well,
3: it 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 could give it could be the conf it could be certain players sometimes need a confidence boost, It could be that. I, yeah, I think the yeah.
2: key the key word I would underline and highlight in red in your last uh, comment, Harry, was was competent. And Spence, mm. if you get him in the right in the right mode, will always do you a a competent yeah. job. It won't be. Yeah. You know, astounding what? um but
3: yeah well coached no problem at yeah. all yeah uh yeah.
2: Jack Phillips can you see Jack Lancaster being given a chance by Paul Lambert and breaking through in the near future if so what position can you see him playing and who would he replace so let's talk four he'd fit in quite nicely in uh either Edwards or Sears spot wouldn't he as a as a sub
3: I would have thought so, yeah. Impact player, 15, 20 minutes to go, bring him in, ch- ch- change it up because he, you know, he's, he adds proper impetus to the team, no question about that. And he's, I think he's, I think there's a, from the glimpses I've seen, it's very early days. It's a bit like I remember watching Flynn Downs in the, in the game at Luton in the League Cup a few seasons ago and immediately you thought he's got a bit about him and you want to see a bit more. But the early glimpses would suggest that, you know, Lancaster Heat, there's, there's, there's a football brain there as well. So the, the you know, he could, he he, he he, in in the right circumstances, bringing him in with, you know, f- as an impact substitute makes absolute sense. But it'll be properly done again. It'll be done in a in a graduated way. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Um. Last one. Um. Yeah. Similar theme. This is Jack Barham. Who should we sign for a Black Friday signing? Well, the the window's <laughs> closed, and I think we've all agreed it's yeah it's your it's your number nine quick aside yeah. harry i was listening to um some Sheffield united stuff um doing some research the other day and they're, they're in the same boat obviously right what how do we every everyone has this conversation now who, who do we bring in how do how do we improve and someone said well what we need is um a physical presence up front with pace and the ability to finish at a at a pretty good um, young <laughs> age, and they said if you punch that into a computer, you get Romelo Lukaku, and it costs you seventy million pounds. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, I can guarantee that half of the teams in the championship now. This comes up in November and December. Sam Gallagher. And, yeah, no, no, it's not such a player, but they all say, "Oh, we need a number nine who exactly with exactly exactly after bloody
2: Mitrovic matches, as well last season. You know the yeah. the signing of the signing of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we need number nine. Everybody. will Wants number nine. Right, really? Harry, just, just mm. quickly, because um, I know you're going to have done the work already for TWTD. Just two minutes on Bristol City, not necessarily on the game itself, but talk to me about the context of, of the two games. Is there a sense that you can lose at home to West Brom with a good performance and that ac- maybe get some goals and that actually sets you up to go and beat Bristol City?
3: Yeah, City is the game to target this week. I think, in a way, this week is bigger than... Um, the the QPR Millwall Leeds week. I think I think this is this to me is a is a more pivotal week in that sense. And Bristol City are whereas you could argue Preston were over they were better than their league position. There's a good case to be made at the moment. Bristol City are are actually worse than their league position. My friend Italian friend Vince used the word snakes and ladders about them, and they are on a huge snake right now. They're you know they're really in trouble. Um, it's um, And as I say, if we can go out and play with shape, with identity and with with that attacking balance that we showed against Reading, against West Brom, even if we lose, even if we go down three 2 or, you know, it's we go down swinging and then we can take that forward into the Bristol City game. The two teams we just played, Preston and Reading, Bristol City played both in mirror games and lost both, whereas we drew both. So it's a it, you know on the form line we we are more than capable of 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 beating them and we do have a good home record against them being in the west country we're getting a lot of feedback from bristol city fans coming into my shop and, and listening to what they're saying and they are very worried about this game they've got Leeds this weekend before playing us and they feel that if we beat them then that might that might be the, the that might see the end of lee johnson
2: mm, and that would be a fifth straight defeat if they lose <clears throat> yeah. to
3: yeah. us
2: so yeah. everybody look out for that on Saturday Leeds nil Bristol City three there you go you heard it you heard it here first Adam Webster with a perfect hat trick there
3: we go Um,
2: Harry excellent stuff as always um will Richard be back next week he's in Tenerife isn't he he is
3: indeed yeah yes he will yes indeed
4: so
2: Richard will be back and it will be for the forest preview, which um, should be be a good one, considering um, their ins and outs and where they're sat in the table at the moment. Um, Harry, the West Brom stuff is (laughs) already up on TWTD, so can you give that a plug? Yes, indeed. When's the Bristol City
3: uh, Bristol Stop City coming. will go up we'll probably put it up Monday night because it's a Wednesday game so we'll, um, we'll, uh, it gives me the weekend to digest what happens or, after Leeds um, yeah it's um, I think they've taken Guinevere, the tombola tombola <laughs> machine off us now from what they were saying it's there's some pretty savage stuff going down over there they're, they're really not happy um, but um, that should go up on Monday evening but the West Brom preview with all the videos and for the last three games and the formations used and the player more detailed player, player profiles is up on TWTD now and you can find us via Twitter if you put in at Harry from Bath, that's that's where all anything that I put up on TWT TD can be found there.
2: Um, so go and follow at Harry from Bath. You can follow me at Benjamin Bloom, but most importantly, follow our brand at Blue Monday ITFC and please give it a look on the YouTube because there are other visual shows that we don't have up as audio shows loads of content and three game weeks so there'll be something Mm. up literally um daily and in the gap you can go and check um check the bristol city preview on twtd as well so there'll be literally something from us every 12 hours or so harry enjoyed that one um you watching thank you then on... oh it's a sky one isn't it you...
3: it is no no there's a southwest meet, br- meet up? Uh, group Yep, yeah, meet up over in bristol there's a group of us all meeting up in bristol looking forward to it immensely great if you can get mm. some
2: get some picks up on on twitter and we'll we'll retweet mm. that of our of our friends down in bristol so harry we'll see you next week with rich i will be at portman road and you can check my uh review about half 10 i guess on um, Friday night watch that on mm-hmm. watch that on Saturday I will also be at Aston Villa versus Birmingham on Sunday which I'm um, oh
3: yeah, that's, very, a, very. that's a that's a tasty derby it really yeah, is really yeah. looking
2: really looking forward to that one mm. um, and flagship is going to be myself Dave and Joe on Sunday night Harry say goodbye
3: bye have a great weekend everyone
2: thanks everybody for watching and see you soon
1: the Talksport sport Network network proudly teaming up with with for Mental mental health Awareness Week week year. year we understand the the journey as supporter supporter isn't smooth smooth sailing but rest rest you you not not alone